So welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class, December 19th, 2021. Just put a date and time stamp on this class in case it survives. Um, so today we are beginning with First Canto, Chapter 15, Text 1. So now we are going to see Arjuna's response to all of you to all of Yudhishthira's questions and statements. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. E Sutu Vacha. Evam Krishna Saka Krishna Bhatra Rajna Vikalpita. Nana Shankas Padang Rupam Krishna Bisleshakar Sitaham. So, Sutu Vacha, uh, thus, Evam Krishna Saka Krishna. Arjuna is also called Krishna for various reasons uh, because he's Krishna's dear friend. So, here, thus, Krishna, who is Krishna's friend, in other words, Thus, Arjuna Krishna, who is the friend of Krishna Krishna. Evam Krishna Saka Krishna Bratra Rajna Bikalpita. So, Bratra, by his brother Rajna, the king, by his brother the king, Bikalpita, he sort of he was examined, he was questioned. Nana Shankas Padang Rupam, and the form of this questioning was. Uh, that the question was based on, as Prabhupada translates, aspadam, nana shanka, which means uh, various doubts. You just heard various doubts. Uh, nana means various, and shanka means doubts. And Arjuna was <clears throat> Krishna Vishlesha Karshita. He was Karshita, I mean, literally like pulled or, or almost like torn apart by uh, the separation from Krishna. He was being, he was, uh, being grieved or uh, the end of this great stress of separation from Krishna. So the next verse, Shokena Shushat Badana Ritsudo Johata Prabha. So Shokena by grief or because of grief, uh, his face had dried up. He was just, you know, his face dried up. Shushad Badana, Hritsarojo, and also his, his not only his face was dried up, but uh, his lotus heart. Sarojo here, Saroja. Sara means water, like Saraswati. And Ja is born, so Saroja means born from the water. Also, Ambuja, Amboja, those are all words for lotus. So his heart lotus. His face uh, had, and his face had dried up because of grief. And uh, actually, it's interesting. The word shushet, if you want to be technical, means drying up. So it was in the, it was like an ongoing thing. And hatha pravak, and his effulgence, his like his glow was gone. Vibhung Tame Vanusmaran, he was constantly remembering only that Almighty One. Smaran means remembering Anusmaran, 
Anuf, you know, Spanish is seguidamente. So he was continuously remembering only, he was only thinking about Tam, him, Avibung, the Almighty. Not a shut note. He was not able, Pratibhashitum, to speak in reply. So shakti means power, energy, and it comes from the verb shak. So a shak note uh, means to be able or, or to, actually it's the past tense, a shak note. So it's not a shak note. He didn't have the power. He wasn't able. Prati vashitum. Vashitum means to speak. Prati means in reply. So to speak in reply. He was not able, didn't have the power to speak in reply, he was so um, grieved. So one thing I want to say about the about uh, this whole section of the Bhagavatam is that to to present um, this very intense love of God, very intense emotional spiritual emotions as the center of a tradition is unique in world religions. If you look at Judaism, Christianity, the, say the Sufis and Islam, you will find there are sort of minority um, <clears throat> mystic traditions in which the devotees uh, have these emotional, spiritual, emotional relationships with God, feel separation. Uh, but it's never the center of the religion. There's no other religion on earth, major religion on earth, in which this intense loving separation from God, this intensity of devotion is at the center of the tradition. But here it is in the Bhagavatam. So when we say this is a most advanced spiritual tradition, it's a historical fact. Historical fact. In fact, uh, the Sufi tradition in Islam was persecuted for not being normal Muslims. Uh, and of course, there was great influence of the Bhakti traditions when, when Islam went to India and uh, did all kinds of bad things. Uh, there were Muslims there who uh, were serious about devotion to God, and they were very much influenced by the Bhakti tradition. And so the Sufis especially were very much influenced by the Bhakti traditions, but then they were persecuted for being uh, too devotional, I guess. So Krichena Sangstabya Shuchak. So Krichena means with difficulty, it wasn't easy. Sangstabya Shuchak, steadying or bringing his grief under control, panina with his hand, amrija netrayo, uh, wiping uh, his two eyes. What's that, smearing, wiping his two eyes? Parokshena samunadha pranayokantyakataraha. So, parokshena, uh, uh, by separation, Prabhupada translates Parokshena as uh, due to being out of sight, which is a very nice literal translation. Aksha means I, and Para means like distant, like Paraloka, the world beyond. And so 
when someone is far beyond your sight, in other words, by separation. Paroksha can also mean esoteric, uh, where the meaning of the words is not on the surface. So that's also, that's called parokshavad, or in a sense, a distant speech where, where it's esoteric, not exoteric. The meaning's not right there on the surface. So, but here, parokshena means literally that Krishna was out of sight. He was, he was beyond Arjuna's sight. I mean, permanently in the sense that, not permanently, but at least in, in this phase of, Arjuna's pastimes with Krishna. Krishna had left the world and therefore he was paroksha. So parokshena, so by this separation, samunadha pranaya, uh, Arjuna's love, pranaya, and otkantya, his anxiety and eagerness, his eagerness to, to see Krishna, uh, samunadha had, had greatly increased and kantara, this was of course uh, distressing him. So parokshena samunadha pranayot kantyakata, a beautiful poetic Sanskrit here in the Bhagavatam. So then sakyam maitring sohridangsha saratyadishu sangsmaran. So Arjuna was remembering in, he was remembering in the context of saratyadishu, in the context of Krishna's role as a, as a chariot driver. A chariot driver, Sarati, Sarati, like, um, what did I say? Parta Sarati. I think those are the, um, what's well, one name for Krishna? Arjuna's chariot driver, Parta Sarati. So Saratya means the position of chariot driver, etc. Adishu, Sarati Adishu. So remembering in, in the context of Krishna being his chariot driver, Arjuna is remembering. Here's three words. The first three words of this verse are interesting because they're synonyms. Sakya, Maitrim, Sohradam. They're all sometimes translated as friendship, but uh, they have sort of specific meanings. Sak Sakyam, of course, from the word Saka, which means uh, friend. So Sakyam, friendship. It means like a very personal personal intimate friend just in the sense that oh that person is my close friend maitri um from the word mitra which also means friend but here they're all synonyms but maitri or mitra meaning friend is more in the sense of having goodwill towards someone so uh mitra having goodwill. So let's see what the dictionary says about the word mitra, from which we get the word maitri. Um, it's also the name of a, of a demigod, a deva. A friend, yeah, a friend, a companion. It can be a relative. Other words for friend are also bandhu. But sakha is more of a personal friend, mitra or maitri, friendship. Could be you're related to someone, or you, uh, you know, someone you have goodwill toward. And then sohridam, the word sohridam comes from the Sanskrit word suhrit, which literally means good heart. Suhrit, good heart. And um, so sohridam is literally sort of good-heartedness towards someone. And Krishna uses the word suhridam sarvabhutanam gyatvamang shanti. Richard, he one achieves peace in this world, knowing me to be 
Bokarang Jagat and so on, and also Suradam, Sarvabhutanam, which often we translate this as well-wishing, the well-wishing friend of all living beings. So literally from the word suhrit, good heart. So you're kindly disposed towards someone, you wish them well, you're good-hearted toward them. So Arjun is remembering Sangsmaran constantly or intensely remembering Krishna's uh, intimate friendship, his, uh, his goodwill, his kind-heartedness toward him. He's in pastimes such as driving his chariot. So those are the first two lines. Sakya Maitring Sahardang Cha Saratyadishu Sangsmaran Nirpam Agrajam Ityaha. Thus he said to Nirpa, the king. Nir means is an abbreviation for Nada, which means human beings, people. And Pa is protector, as, as in Gopala or Gopa, the cow herd or cow protector, Gopa. Here we have Nirpa, people protector. So he said to the king, it means king, Nirpa, Agrajam, who was born before him, the firstborn, he said to the king, his firstborn brother, and Arjun spoke, Bhashpa Gadgadaya Gira, Gira, with a voice uh, that was sort of choked with tears. Bhashpa means tears. And uh, Gadgada is an onomatopoeic. In other words, the word that sounds like what it's describing, like a chew. So, um, gud, because Gadgada is when your throat is, your voice is choked up with, with emotion. And so it kind of makes it sound Gadgada. I mean, think of the English word gargle, to gargle, which is gargajar, I think it's in Portuguese. So it's, these are all words that kind of sound like the actual noise you make. So gudgada is sort of a Sanskrit rendition of when your voice is choked up. And so gudgada means uh, with a choked up voice. So bashpa gudgadaya gira. So the voice choked up uh, with tears and emotion. Arjun now is going to speak to his brother. So Arjun Uvacha, Vanchito Maharaja, great king, I am, or I have been uh, cheated or tricked, tricked Harina by Hari Bandurupina, who, who took the form of my friend. So um, Maharaja, here we see that the word is addressed not to a sannyasi, uh, but to an actual great king. So later in Indian history, Maharaja is used for sannyasis, or we have the term Guru Maharaj, which have become the custom. Originally in the Bhagavatam, you'll find that the word Maharaja is only used literally for a great king, not even an ordinary king. So it's in the Bhagavatam, in the Mahabharata, Maharaja is a very literal term. So Vanchito Hang Maharaja Harina Bandhurupina Jainame Aparhatang Tejo. So uh so I am bereft, I've been tricked by Hari. And uh by whom or by that? Tejo, my power, Tejas, my splendor, my power, Aparhatam. 
has been taken away, literally. Appa means away, and hrita, taken, like hari, one who takes away or suffering. So appa hrita is a very simple, literal Sanskrit word, taken away. Of course, they say away taken, but you understand. So jena me appa hritang tejo, by whom my tejo, my tejas, has been taken away. A tejas, which deva vismapanam, which caused astonishment or astonished the devas, these higher beings, mahat, this great power. Mahat refers to tejas. So vismaya, it's very interesting that smaya or smita can mean laughing or smiling. I mean, it's actually, guess where the English word smile comes from? Smita, S-M-I. So here you have anyway sort of a uh, causative noun vismapanam that which causes astonishment in other words something that is astonishing in itself so so by whom or uh, my power has been taken away power that great power which astonished even the devas that is now taken away maybe we'll do one more Gasya kshana biyogena, loko hyapriyadarshana, uktena rahito hyesha, mrtaka prochate jata. So, gasya kshana biyogena, kshana means a moment, and viyoga means literally de-linking. So yoga means to link. V means away, like Italian via, or the English word away. It's actually related to V. So, so V yoga is unlinking or de-linking, separating something. Desvincular. So in other words, by separation, by V yoga, by separation from whom, Kshana, even for a moment, loko, the world, he indeed, apriyadarshanam, is displeasing to see. It has, a, it has an unpleasing, a displeasing appearance. Darshana means seeing, like a darshan, you know, a guru gives a darshan, but it also means what you see, so it's appearance, or, you know, what something looks like, darshana. So apriya displeasing. So the world indeed by a moment of separation from him is displeasing, unpleasing, desagradable in Spanish, Un displeasing to see the sight of it, uktena rahito yesha, just like uh, just like Asia uh, here uh, in the context means body. Actually, Asia means this, but here it's referring to body. Uh, rahito, deprived uktena of life, indeed, he. So just as this, meaning body, deprived of life, mritaka is said to be a corpse, a dead body. Mrita means dead, and mritaka means just a corpse, a dead body. Prochate is said to be, yata just as. So just as yata 
introducing the analogy comes last. But in Sanskrit, there's much more freedom in word order because it, anyway, it's an inflected language. So it's very easy to understand, unlike say English, which is not an inflected language. Inflected means that you don't have to use prepositions like, <clears throat> like uh, uh, with him, for him, to him, by him, from him. We use all those little prepositions in Sanskrit. You can just, it's built into the word at the end. Anyway, that's what, a, that's what an inflected language is. So even by a moment's uh, separation, this world has a displeasing appearance and, uh, and the body is deprived of life. It becomes like a corpse when Krishna is not there. So this is, this is very, very intense love. Read Prabhupada's short purport for this verse. The translation, Prabhupada's translation is 115.6, and then we'll see if there are any questions. I have just lost him whose separation for a moment would render all the universes unfavorable and void like bodies without life. Prabhupada's purport, factually for a living being, there is no one dearer than the Lord. The Lord expands himself by innumerable parts and parcels as swangsha and vibhinnangsha. Angsha means a part, and swa, one's own. So swa, angsha, swangsha means one's own part, and vibhinna, vinna means separated. Uh, actually, it's just another form of the word beta, like beta, beta. So vibhinna means separated, angsha, so separated parts and his own parts. Paramatma is the swangsha part of the Lord, whereas the vibhinangsha parts are the living beings. As the living being is the important factor in the material body, for without the living being, the material body has no value. Similarly, without Paramatma, the living being has no status quo. So that's the point here, um, that when Krishna leaves the world, uh, the world is very displeasing or not pleasing to look at just like when the soul uh, leaves the body the body is just a corpse so the whole universe has become like a corpse it's a very it's a very heavy morbid statement but it it shows a very very intense love the living being is the important factor in the material body, for without the living being, the material body has no value. Similarly, without Paramatma, the living being has no status quo. Similarly, Brahman or Paramatma has no locus standi, means no standing, no position to stand in, literally. Locus, actually locus is just Sanskrit loka. It means place or location, location. So it has no place no location to stand, lokastanda, without the Supreme Lord Krishna. So even Brahman and Paramatma are just expansions of Krishna. This is thoroughly explained in the Bhagavad Gita. They are all interlinked with one another or interdependent factors. Thus, in the ultimate issue, the Lord is the sumam bonam, means the highest good, sumam, like the sum of something, the total. So the sumam bonam means the highest good, and therefore the vital principle of everything. So, uh, I'll stop there. We did, uh, let's see, we did seven, six. We did six verses, not bad. 
So let's see, we have some questions today. My Sunday drill of looking for the question marks. Thank you all for tuning in. You can see your names. I just I may not mention you all, but I do appreciate all of you being here. Uh, let's see. There we go, Jagat Palana. So Arjuna's Tejas power was material. Otherwise, why would love and separation take it away? Huh. Nice try, Jagat Palana. Actually, Arjuna's power is spiritual, but it's coming from Krishna. Krishna can empower us. For example, when Krishna wants, he can empower us to speak, to do different things. And if Krishna has another service for you, he takes away the spiritual power to do that service. So Krishna gives us different powers depending on what the job is. So, uh, no, it's not material. But that was an interesting try. So uh, that's it. No other questions? So I guess we are all free to go. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you all have a very nice Sunday and a nice week. And uh, whoops, someone just... That always happens, you see. I say I'm ending because it magically makes a question come in. So here it is. Oh, from Ramananda. So in 115.6 purport, Prabhupada speaks about Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan, and that they are interlinked. We tend to speak of them as a hierarchy. If they are all the absolute truth, what is the hierarchy based on? It's a good question. Um, hierarchies are interlinked. Because if, if they weren't interlinked, they'd just be a bunch of, I mean, even if they're just conceptually interlinked, for example, there can be, you can talk about, let's say, a hierarchy of the best universities, and they're not literally linked, but they are conceptually interlinked in the sense that they're all in the same category. So whether things are conceptually interlinked or physically interlinked or spiritually interlinked. So when, when let's say, one thing emanates from another, the emanation is linked. In the case of Paramatma, uh, the Paramatma is Krishna. So the link is of the most intimate kind because it's the same person. There's only one God. So in fact... I mean, Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, in Bhagavad Gita, reveals his forearm form, reveals his, of course, he's speaking in his two-handed form. I mean, Krishna is in his two-handed form, speaking to Arjuna, but then he shows his Paramatma form, his forearm form. So it's not that he said, well, you know, you've been looking at me long enough to want to look at someone else. Here's the Paramatma. No. It is Krishna. Krishna just... So we have that same person, Krishna, showing different forms to Arjuna. So it's the same person. It's the same person. Uh, so what is interlinked, among other things, I mean, it's also Paramatma and Bhagavan are interlinked because uh, they're different uh, stages of realization. So let's say you a person realizes that God is in my heart, 
and then later comes to understand that actually it's Krishna. So the realizations are linked because if one is proceeding properly on the path, one leads to the other. So there are many ways in which we could talk about interlinkage, but ultimately, and the Paramatma, as we know, emanates from Krishna. It's in the Brahma Sangita, Jasya Prabha, who's effulgence. So the Brahman effulgence, and, and of course, who, who's effulgence, Govinda Madhi Purushan, Tamahang Bajami. So these are, so the Brahma Jyoti is Krishna's expansion, expansion of his glorious light, and Paramatma is Krishna himself, but, you know, I always say Krishna is God at home, and then, you know, Vishnu is God at the office. When Krishna has to come to the material world and kind of watch over this silly place, then um, that's Paramatma, same person. So let's try again. Take two. Well, I guess there are no more questions. So we're going to stop here. Nothing happened. Okay. So we're really going to stop. Uh, thank you all for listening and hope we'll be together next week. Hare Krishna.